Uh, well, good afternoon. Welcome to The Political Strategist. This is your podcast host, Brenda K. Sanders, here on the program this afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. You know, I wanted to do in this campaign season, in this election season, this election hour 2020, I wanted to do a podcast on just various subjects that might be of interest to the voters uh, generally and the voters of the 13th Congressional District where I am running as a write-in candidate uh, for Congress. One view that might interest the voters is my view on abortion. I think I've, I've said some things publicly uh, that I was pro-life. Uh, but let me let me just say this now. I am pro-life, uh, but I have a record of social justice um, um, defense and other things. But I'm pro-life for a reason, and uh, I, I I have expressed it before on some of my um, websites, and that is I'm adopted. I'm an adopted child. I am a uh, twin and my sister was adopted along with me. We were adopted at the age of one month old. And so I am a proponent of uh, giving incentives to mothers to keep their children, maybe to keep them long enough to give them up for adoption. Because we never know what God has given through a person and the gifts that they might possess and we never know what their destinies are. And so that is why I am a proponent of uh, just uh, helping a mother at all costs, the monies, the the tax incentives, the whatever federal funding can be uh, extended to a mother, a young mother, you know, perhaps housing for mothers. Uh, that, uh, you know, may find themselves in financial difficulty and the man is not there or maybe not supportive. I'm a big fan of that, though. I'm a big, big proponent of giving unwed mothers tax benefits to keep their children and at least keep them until birth and, and, and put them up for adoption. Do you need housing? Do you need money? Uh, do you need a setting of comfort? That's what I'm about. And so I'm about giving that mother, that pregnant mother, anything that she needs to uh, survive the perils of being a single mother. And maybe some of, uh, some of you uh, um, married women. Uh, so you can say I'm on the other side of the aisle. I'm about uh, giving uh, governmentally what is needed to keep that mother, to sustain that mother until she can have that child and then put that child up for an abortion. Uh, I know there's some emotional hurdles there, uh, but the I don't think we in society take the time to embrace uh, single motherhood or even the married mothers who don't want to keep their children and feel that there's a financial burden of keeping uh, their children. I think that burden should be removed. I believe that burden 
should be um, lifted from that mother to, to press on her to make her think that she has to abort her unborn child. I am just, uh, I, I mean, I'm the walking sign. I'm the walking poster child for pro-life because I'm an adopted child. Uh, my parents were so faithful to my sister and I. I mean, anything we wanted, we got that we probably would not have gotten if we weren't adopted. And certainly, uh, like I said, you never know what... Let me give you a biblical example. Most people don't, uh, but we look at it uh, um, during the Easter weekend every week. And that is Moses. You know, his mother gave him up and uh, someone adopted him. And so that's what I'm trying to preserve, the destinies that we possibly... Uh, might be destroying through the abortion effort. As an adopted child, I know what can be done uh, through adoption. Uh, let me tell you this. I, as a an elected um, uh, congressional representative, will seek out adoption incentives uh, in uh, federal funding to, to, to promote adoption, to promote uh, raising. Uh, children uh, in adoptions. And so that, I, I believe that's what we haven't done politically um, and through policy and that, that is what needs to be done to sustain single mothers. Or any mother that feels like there's an emotional or financial burden with keeping their children. Uh, maybe it's counseling. If it, it's a, a difficult situation. Um, and that mother is struggling with it. Maybe it's a particular situation that she just can't deal with. It could be incest. It could be a rape situation. And in those situations, I would, uh, again, I never say never. I never say never because there's a situation that maybe nothing can be done but abort the child. If that's the, if that's the situation, then, of course, it has to be. Um, I always believe every rule should have an exception. But my general, my general belief is that adopted people can contribute something to the world and have a contribution to make to the world. And sometimes we don't know what we're destroying. And I give that example of Moses because, you know, he was... Uh, called by God to deliver the um, children of Israel out of Egypt. And so that's what I'm talking about with uh, saving the unborn. We, we we're saving destinies. We're saving things that we know not about. Uh, and so what we do it with, we do it with support. And, and, you know, money. Money is the answer to all things. Let's do it with money. Let's provide that mother with a comfortable setting and, and it's the same way with domestic violence I feel like the, the mother the uh, the women and whoever's a victim should be provided with a comfortable environment and it should be federally funded and those money should be sought out and uh, extended to those victims as a un, unwed mother make it as comfortable as possible so that she can walk through those months 
when she may feel the most lonely and isolated. That's what I'm about. That's what I'm about and will be about as a legislator and recognizing the problems with unwed mothers. Let's deal with those problems. I'm not into dealing with abortion problems. I'm, I'm in, but I will. I will because I believe there's an exception to every rule. But I want to really work on the side of the aisle where there's a mother, an unwed mother, that's suffering financially, that's suffering emotionally. Let that mother know that she is befriended, that she is supported, and it may be through focus groups and, and incentives for focus groups. I don't know what it is, but housing I know is a big deal. She shouldn't have to worry about where rent payments are going to come from, where she's going to eat her next meal, where her children are going to eat their next meal. And so that is why I am on that side of the aisle as a pro-life advocate. I choose that because I, I am an adopted child. I am a, a walking poster board for adoption. And I believe that that spared me and gave me the, um, the uh, you know, the, I, I say spared me from death so that I could live my life. And so that's why I am on the pro-life side. I can think of nothing else better than uh, adopting um, or or, or a mother um, adopting an unborn child, especially there's so many couples that want to adopt and and maybe for one reason or another can't have children. Uh, and, and, And they're looking for children and looking for um someone to raise, someone to contribute to and support. And so that's why you see me uh, make statements in public like that about um, uh, about abortion, that I'm, uh, well, I'm actually pro-life. That's my statement, is that I'm pro-life. And I know what I was blessed with. I was truly blessed with life. And I was truly blessed with what I believe was a second chance and I just want to be truthful with my voters. I am uh, one that I believe in telling the truth. And uh, sure, I want to win your votes, but I will, I will give you the truth about my position and what it is I will fight for if elected to Congress in the 13th Congressional District. Mm-hmm.